Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Helen Freer, and coming up on the show today, we'll get updates from my colleagues Tim Gagey and Carsten Menke. Tim will update us on currencies and Carsten on digital assets. But I will start us off now with a roundup of the latest market news. Let's start in the US then, where James Bullard, the St. Louis Fed president, made a speech yesterday, and he talked about the interest rate level required to tame inflation and said that policymakers should raise interest rates to at least 5 to 5.25%. So for investors hoping for a change in the Fed's stance, this would have been disappointing news, and this likely contributed to equity markets falling yesterday. All the major markets in the US ended the day in the red. The Dow Jones was only slightly down, and the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ both lost around 0.3%. On a sector level, utilities was the biggest underperformer of the day. In Europe, it was a similar picture, with all of the major indices closing down yesterday, with the exception of the DAX, which closed slightly up. Bullard's comments also pushed yields higher yesterday, but in overnight trading sessions in the US, the 10-year yield has dropped slightly to 3.76%. And in commodities, oil is set to lose more than 7% this week, with increasing concerns that the outlook for demand is getting worse. In the UK, the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, announced his plan to try to stabilise the UK's public finances, which includes £55 billion worth of tax hikes and spending cuts. The recession in the UK is now forecast to last until the end of next year. And let's have a look at Japan now, where core inflation for October rose 3.6% year on year, and that's the fastest pace in 40 years. Japan's central bank, of course, is the one that has so far been sticking to monetary stimulus and not raising rates. So this latest inflation print might raise a few more questions about that. The Nikkei closed down 0.1% today. And in other Asian markets, stocks have paired gains. Both the Hang Seng and the CSI 300 were in the red when I looked a few minutes ago. In terms of economic data today then, data already out this morning includes UK retail sales figures, which show a jump of 0.6% in October. This was a bigger increase than expected. Norway mainland GDP has come out, showing the economy there grew by 0.8% in the third quarter. And the unemployment rate in Sweden was 7.1% in October. Looking at European futures, markets here are set to open in the green this morning. That's all from me for today, but I will now hand over to Carsten Menke. Carsten, what's the latest from the world of digital assets? Well, good morning, Helen. Uh, good morning to everyone listening. Obviously, it's still all about uh, the FTX collapse and uh, that continues to send shockwaves through the world of digital assets, which is not very surprising, right, given its reach as one of the world's largest crypto exchanges and platforms. So during the past few days, we've heard about closely rated companies and platforms that have run into problems as well. Reports have emerged that BlockFi, which is a crypto landing platform, which suspended withdrawals earlier this week, could actually file for bankruptcy due to significant exposure to FTX. Meanwhile, Genesis Global Capital, another crypto landing platform, also suspended withdrawals, citing unprecedented market turmoil after already being affected by the collapse of Three Arrows Capital in June. That was a crypto hedge fund which uh, blew up. It is interesting to note that the parent company of Genesis Global Capital itself is a member of the Digital Currency Group, 
which is a conglomerate of crypto companies and platforms, which likely raised also further fears of contagion. That said, it does not look like this is bothering the crypto markets too much, right? Bitcoin and Ethereum, two leading coins, remained more or less range-bound since the FTX collapse, as the total market capitalization of the asset class hovers around the uh, US dollar 830 billion level. So if we look at the longer term picture, um, what do we see? Well, some parallels between the collapse of FTX and the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2009. Uh, that has been destroyed in the past few days, and we agree. So we see the same kind of interlinkages between market participants as during the great financial crisis. Furthermore, we are also witnessing significant shortcomings in terms of risk management and corporate governance. So while today's phase of the crypto crisis shows clear similarities to the great financial crisis, which culminated in the collapse of Lehman Brothers, initially, we also saw parallels to the dot-com bubble, such as the fear of missing out, a high degree of exuberance, and excessive valuations. What does this mean? If the current crypto crisis is a mix of the dot-com bubble and the great financial crisis in terms of recovery potential, well, the confidence in cryptos is, I would say, more shattered than ever, suggesting that the wounds of the current crisis will take much more time to heal. And the more contagion there is and the more confidence is destroyed, the less likely becomes any kind of recovery, even if risk of appetite in financial markets improves again. So the still existent long-term potential of digital assets and of blockchain technology more broadly um, has now firmly moved out of focus. Thanks. That's it from my side. Back to you, Helen. Great. Thank you very much for the update, Carsten. And let's move over to you, Tim. We're interested to hear your latest thoughts on currencies now. Thanks, Helen. Good morning. Well, if your head isn't spinning after that summary from Carsten, then you are smarter than I am. What a tangled web they have weaved. Moving to FX, I was actually in Manchester when we broke 120 in cable on Tuesday. At which point, a few of us said, oh, I may be going to pull back a bit here, but we barely had time to look at a chart before it indeed slipped away. For me, this will come as no surprise, this is rather a pause instead of a top, in my opinion, especially in light of yesterday's budget in the UK. Media headlines around the budget were negative, of course, but the reaction is actually fairly positive. And speaking to a few people locally, as I had the chance to still be in the UK that day, if nothing else, it looks like, for a change, the adults are in charge again, and that hasn't been the case in the UK for a couple of years. Eurodollar also had a pretty good week, just failed to get through or even test 105, where I would suspect there are some stop losses and barriers. The shift in outlook towards the dollar is something I have spoken about a few times, but maybe bears repeating. It seems to us that the market is looking for excuses to sell dollars, not buy them. So if you are still long dollars, I would prefer to think about reducing exposure, especially if the dollar sees any kind of rally. Metals were having a nice run, but the balloon has slightly deflated now, particularly in my favourite, which is of course platinum. A reverse convertible in dollars against platinum really starts to look appealing, targeting a strike as near to 900 as possible, ideally below. Gold I am still unconvinced by overall, and perhaps for nervous longs, Looking at a reverse convertible in gold or even a decumulator could be worth a look. As I've been traveling all week, although I was working, I think that's enough for today. So have an excellent weekend and back to you, Helen. Thank you very much, Tim. 
And that's all for today. So thank you very much to our speakers and to everybody for tuning in. Do join us again on Monday when we'll have an update from Menzor Pachinci, our Head of Technical Analysis Research. But for now, happy Friday and I wish you all a great weekend. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Wealth Insights is a podcast series where Julius Bear experts discuss topics from a wealth management perspective. Whether it's starting a business, preparing for retirement, or transferring wealth to the next generation, our experts provide answers to the relevant questions. Available now on all good platforms, search for Wealth Insights on your favourite podcast player.